are you ready for the end of the world? This is your community spirit. The show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again. The circle of friends, the circle of family, the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. Uh, this is your community spirit, and I am Tree Song. I will be your host for today. Our friend, uh, our friend Orbeck, is actually out on the road again. On the road again. As you know, he often goes out of town. But uh, I'm here to hold on the fort today and keep the sun shining while he's away. I know he's he's the energy man and always brings out the sunshine with his sunrise ritual. But we seem to have sun today anyway. It's a nice sunny day. I actually got to watch the sunrise, or at least part of it. So I've been off to an early start, and whether you're at an early start or a late start, we've got some news and happenings and music for you that will hopefully make your day. There are so many happenings and so much news that I hardly know uh, where to start. You can tell that even though it's cold, spring is slowly inching its way here because everything's just exploding with busyness. <laughs> okay, so our first happening for the day, three-course meal on a budget. This is a class at the neighborhood co-op. And cooking on a, here's the class description. Cooking on a budget has never been so easy. Learn basic cooking techniques and how to eat upscale for under $15 for a family of four. Chef Ash Correa prepares an East Indian-inspired soup, entree, and dessert using inexpensive items from the bulk department and the basics program at the co-op. The course is interactive and ends by sharing the full meal together with the classmates and the chef. So that's uh, actually, that's today at 5.30 p.m. And for Owners, it's $8. For non-owners, it's 10 And sounds like an interesting class and an interesting happening. Their website is neighborhoodcoop or neighborhood.coop. other happenings, there's an event called Faithfully Pro-Choice. Reverend Karen uh, Lippincheck uh, will be speaking at Southern Illinois University on why and how progressive Christians are called to respond to reproductive justice issues such as abortion, comprehensive sex education, homosexuality, and marriage. This is the second annual Faithfully Pro-Choice lecture 
and it's sponsored by University Christian Ministries. It's held in the SIUC Student Center, Illinois Room on next Thursday, February 1st at 6 o'clock p.m. For more information on that, you can contact UCM at the Interfaith Center. Their uh, contact information is ucm at siu.edu, and their phone number is 549-7387. Once again, Reverend Karen Lippincheck will be speaking about the Faithfully Pro-Choice Lecture. other happenings on tomorrow. Uh, oh, we didn't get to with today's happenings, actually, because one of my favorite happenings is coming up tonight. It's tonight at 7 p.m. at the Big Muddy IMC, 214 North Washington in Carbondale. This happening is the Film Friday. Now, Film Friday is always a treat, but uh, this week we're showing one that I personally went out of my way to try to find, and that uh, luckily, thankfully, my family eventually gave me as a gift. It's a film called Who Killed the Electric Car? So, who killed the electric car? Well, that's the question, isn't it? This is a film about the EV1, the GM model of electric car that they came out with in response to clean air legislation. And it was a big, it was well received by the people who wrote it. The people who, you know, were owners leasing it for the initial lease period. But then, then the little law that required them to make it went away. And so, they did not renew the leases. They recalled all of these cars and destroyed them. <laughs> I guess they don't like electric cars, do they? <laughs> uh, well, they, you know, that that's my personal bias in there. But uh, you can find a very fact-oriented documentary that explores all the possible factors involved in the loss of these electric vehicles. So once again, that is tonight at 7 p.m. at the Big Muddy IMC, 214 North Washington in Carbondale, and their website address is bigmuddyimc.org. There's lots of information in the film, and we'll also be having discussion afterwards about electric vehicles and renewable energy, and related issues. So we hope to see you there. Other happenings, we have the Peace Vigil. 
As we've mentioned here before, on Saturdays from noon to 1 p.m., there is a peace vigil uh, every Saturday at the Town Square Pavilion here in Carbondale. This Saturday in particular, I've just gotten word that they're going to try to gather together as many supporters of peace as possible, both for the vigil and then at 12.45 or so, they're going to be doing a group photo to show people just how many people there are in southern Illinois that support peace. So if you would like to attend that, that's the Town Square Pavilion. That's tomorrow at noon. Also tomorrow, the Dorians, Carbondale's preeminent Celtic musicians, will headline their annual birthday tribute to Robert Burns. That's tomorrow, Saturday, at 8.30 p.m. at Muggsy McGuire's. And uh, got a nice article about it in the nightlife. I'll read a little bit of it here so you know about Robert Burns and such. Uh, were Burns still alive, this event would require... 248 candles on the cake for his birthday. The Bard of Scotland, Burns is best known for revising and popularizing Auld Lang Syne. The song, notes Brian Kelso Crow, the host of WSIU's syndicated Celtic Connections, and Adorian himself, is about an older man looking back at friends from long ago. Burns himself passed on before he reached the age of 40. Quote, that's probably an indication that it was written by an older person and modified by Burns, says Crow. So, going to be. In addition to that, they'll also have, you know, that particular song. They'll also have plenty of other things to play, and that's once again, come, starting at 8:30 p.m. and running past midnight at Muggsy McGuire's tomorrow night. of Celtic music, actually, um, I, I play this CD fairly frequently as sort of interlude or background music, so I don't know if I've ever mentioned the name of it on the air. It's uh, Playing With Fire. It's a collection of contemporary Celtic instrumentals, and it's very good. It's one of my favorites, and uh, if you like the little snippets, you can track it down yourself, or I'll even loan it to you sometime.
right, we still have a couple more happenings. Uh, the next one is the Student Environmental Center. Uh, I just went to a Student Environmental Center meeting last night, and we had so much to talk about, so much to do, that I got excited this morning and wanted to mention their meetings. The Student Environmental Center meets every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Interfaith Center, which is located at 913 South Illinois, uh, right here in Carbondale. It's uh, sort of the, the far end of the strip, like right where Grand Avenue goes. It's near the dorms as well. And Student Environmental Center is involved in all sorts of ecological and social issues. So for more information, you can check out one of their meetings. And they also have an email list as well. That's student underscore environmental underscore center at yahoogroups.com. If you can't quite remember all those underscores, you can just contact me at treesong at treesong.org, and I can get you connected with them. for you. Join us to celebrate Community Radio in Southern Illinois at the 11th Annual WDBX Ball. That's coming up Saturday, February 10th at the Carbondale Civic Center. Park Avenue Hoedown will feature dinner by Great Boars of Fire with music from Josh Pleeman and the Lonesome Drifters and the SIU Jazz Ensemble. We'll hold our silent art auction as well. Cash bar by Hangar 9 with wines from Alto Vineyard. This year's theme is a takeoff of the City Mouse, Country Mouse story, and we're encouraging couples to come dressed as one city slicker, one countryfied. Tickets are just $35 per person and are on sale right now at Arnold's Market, Harbaugh's Cafe, the Neighborhood Co-op, the Town Square Market, and the WDBX Community Thrift Store, all of these in Carbondale. All proceeds benefit WDBX Community Radio, which you happen to be listening to right now. It'll be a great night of fun, and I'm actually I'm making all plans to be there this year. Uh, unless somebody ties me up and throws me in the back of their pickup truck, <laughs> I'm going to make it to the ball this year. The 11th Annual WDBX Ball Park Avenue Hoedown is Saturday, February 10th at the Carbondale Civic Center. Should be a night of good fun. <laughs> more quick happening before we get to the news. Um, as some of you may know, a holiday called Imbolc is coming up. It's, uh, it's a holiday celebrating what's pretty much the midpoint between the winter solstice and the spring equinox. It's a time when it's starting to get brighter out and you can notice that it's getting brighter and yet it's still terribly painfully cold. <laughs> but the sunshine coming back is a sign that 
spring is on its way. So it's a, it's a time for celebration. And it's also a holiday for uh, Bridget, for the Irish goddess Bridget, and for the Irish saint, St. Bridget, who coincidentally happen to share a lot in common. So uh, a happy Imbolc to everyone out there who celebrates it. And to people who don't, a happy Groundhog's Day, which comes up on February 2nd, which is actually a related holiday because, you know, since it's halfway to the spring equinox, it's a time when people would try to forecast the weather for the coming spring and figure out, oh, let's see, is it going to get warm right away or is it going to stay cold for a little while? So in honor of the holiday, I've got a song about Bridget that I think you may like. And we will cue that up for you, and then we will get right back with all of our exciting eco-social news, as usual.
and you're listening to WDBX 91.1 FM, and this is your community spirit. We still have some time left for the news, even after all those exciting happenings. So let's see what we've got today. They grow up so fast. Corporations join green groups and push for U.S. climate action. Quivering under the bed was one option, but 10 major corporations have bravely formed a coalition with four U.S. green groups instead, calling for a national limit on carbon emissions. Their aim is a 10 to 30 percent cut over the next 15 years using a cap-and-trade system that would allow over-emitters to buy credits from those who fall under the cap. The United States Climate Action Partnership, which wins today's kind of clever acronym award, uh, yeah, U.S. cap. <laughs> yeah, it includes heavy hitters like GE, BP, Alcoa, and Duke Energy. Such companies are motivated by fears of a patchwork of state-level regulation, the specter of a fossil fuel tax, and the unknown predilections of a post-Bush president. Oh, you mean they're not doing it out of the kindness of their own hearts? <laughs> Some of the same companies are also part of the new BC Initiative, global group looking to combat climate change in the post-Kyoto world of 2013. Oh, there we go. The ringleader, Swedish utility Vattenfall, claims that limiting greenhouse gases could cost 40% less than last year's landmark Stern report predicted. Ah, you gotta love that bottom line. Straight to the source, New York Times, Washington Post, 19th of January, 2007. <laughs> other news, the never-ending Tory. Canada's leaders bring back Green Program announce a rainforest fund. When Canada's Conservative Party took power a year ago, Prime Minister Stephen Harper put a variety of environmental programs on hold, only to find out that, oops, his constituents actually want a livable earth. <laughs> Under pressure from citizens, Canuck, from citizens Canuck, oh, Oh, I see, from Canuck Citizens, Harper's Cabinet is hyping green initiatives both new and recycled. The Tories have pledged to put $25 million U.S. dollars towards conservation of British Columbia's Great Bear Rainforest, which will be combined with the $25 million from the province and $51 million raised by green groups. The Cabinet will also invest $1.3 billion U.S. dollars in renewable energy over the next decade. That same cabinet once scrapped a liberal plan to put out $780 million into wind power over 15 years. That's weird, eh? Quote, they don't have shoulders big enough to admit when they made a mistake and don't have the candor to simply say to Canadians, we were wrong on this issue, says liberal environmental spokesperson David McGunty. And you know what they say about big shoulders. <laughs> Straight to the source, the Vancouver Sun, 
22nd of January 2007. And in other news, this just win. <laughs> this just win. Al Gore's An Inconvenient Truth nominated for Best Documentary Oscar. Sure, Dreamgirls may be getting all the pre-Oscar press, but a little flick we like to call Dreamy Al has picked up two nominations of its own. There's the Best Documentary Feature nod for An Inconvenient Truth, not all that surprising, and then there's Best Song? That means we might get to see Melissa Etheridge belt out I need to wake up during the sleep-induced telecast in late February. Until then, we're left to ponder the most important question raised by the film's success. Oh my God, what is Al Gore going to wear? Straight to the source, the Tennessean, Associated Press, 23rd of January, 2007. And one last bit of news for today. Davos and Goliath. This year, the World Economic Forum can't avoid climate change. Every year, some 2,000 business and political leaders descend on snowy Davos, Switzerland, for an unrivaled meeting of minds and money. As the five-day uh, five World Economic Forum kicks off today, or this past week actually, attendees will tackle an issue of great concern how to get Bono's autograph. Also, some of them will address climate change. In a survey, twice as many participants as last year say that environmental protection should be a priority for world leaders. And 17 climate-related sessions are planned. Quote, by putting climate change at the top of the agenda, the WEF has focused on the key challenge of our time, says Achim Steiner, executive director of the UN Environment Program. Quote, the moment to act is now. With honchos from 70 of the world's 100 biggest companies and leaders like Tony Blair and Angela Merkel roaming the hallways, we think big things are about to happen, right? If you're feeling left out, you can hang with the WEF -E founder Klaus Schwab in the virtual world of Second Life. Just don't forget your virtual skis. Straight to the source, Associated Press, 24th of January, 2007. has been another fun and exciting and action-packed your community spirit uh, or we'll be back sometime soon and in the meantime if you have happenings you can contact me at treesong at treesong.org 
And don't forget, tonight at the IMC, the Who Killed the Electric Car showing at 7 p.m. And in the meantime, it may still be chilly out, but that sun is shining. So there's some warmth in the sunshine somewhere if you sit in the sunlight for long enough. I hope you stay warm, and I'll send you off here with a, another song about Bridget. Have fun, and I'll be back next week.